All right, folks, John Henning here with the Franchise Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we're joined by Patrice McKinney. Now, Patrice is the CEO and founder of Encore Salon Suites, which is a very unique business model in franchising. Um, I took a minute here before our interview and uh, learned a little bit about the concept, and I'll tell you from what I saw online, this interview is going to be well worth your time, folks, so make sure to listen in. Uh, Patrice, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure, for sure. So, look, before we get into all the business stuff, right, because it's Franchise Radio Show, we're going to talk all about franchising, but before we get into that stuff, can we chat about you personally a little bit, you know, without giving up any, you know, secrets or anything about Patrice, can you just tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself, your background, where you at, you know, uh, that type of stuff, just anything you think the listeners would want to know about you personally? Sure. Well, I currently reside in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm from Michigan. I've been in Georgia for about 13 years now. Uh, moved my entire family here uh, initially for entertainment purposes. Uh, I do have an identical twin sister. Twins actually runs in our family. My mother actually had three sets of twins. Um, but I do have an identical twin, so we initially moved here to pursue, like, modeling and things like that. Uh, I'm also an athlete. I play collegiate basketball. I have the opportunity to go to the WNBA. However, I wanted to dive into the entrepreneurship world, so I chose that route, and that's when I decided to move to Georgia. Um, lots of opportunities here in Georgia. Started out um, in the corporate, being operations manager and things like that at different um, jobs. And mm-hmm. then I finally just made a big sacrifice and said, you know what, I really want to get into the hair and beauty industry. Um, so I quit my job and went to hair school, became a master barber stylist, uh, fell in love with the industry, grew my clientele pretty pretty um, fast, and um, kind of just took off since then. And, and now I'm a franchisor um, and focusing on uh, the salon suite uh, aspect of the hair and beauty industry. But um, it runs deep in our family. My mother, she did hair. My twin sister was also a braider. Um, so I kind of picked up where they left off and has been one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. So my family actually helps me work. Uh, they work for the company as well. Wow, that things are okay. really good. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Hey, real quick though, I have to back up. You kind of sped past this. I want to. I want to clarify. <laughs> did you say your mom has three sets of twins? So she she has three. Unfortunately, she did lose one set. Um, but wow. me, me and my twin, and then we have younger twin sisters that are 21 years old, and we're all wow. identical. <laughs> that is amazing, amazing. So I, I happen to have. Uh, a set of twin granddaughters as myself, so that's, oh, that's cool. why I ask. And, and it does run in, in our family, too, but I've, I've never actually talked to somebody that had two or three sets of twins in, as siblings in, in, one, in one family. That, that is amazing. Any, are, were there any singles in there? Any singles <laughs> there in there anywhere? There is. There okay. is a single. So we do have a brother. Okay. Uh, he's in the middle, let me get, so he's between Let me us. get this straight. You have... You have two twin sets of girls and then one brother in the middle. Is that what you're saying? One brother in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I need to interview them sometime. <laughs> no, no, thanks for sharing that. I, I appreciate that. You know, I found that in franchising, just like in any business, people do business with people, and it's one of my favorite phrases to use on the show because I'm a firm believer that, you know, that's one of our key differentiators in life in general and also in business is, you know, the, who we surround ourselves with, who we partner up with, who, who we, you know, we're the sum of that, what's that phrase they say, sum of the five people you most associate with, right? Yes, very um, true. So that's why we start out these interviews from the personal side, 
because I want folks to get to know you just as much as they're going to get to know your business. Now, we're going to move right into the, the franchising stuff. How did you get into franchising? Like, you told us how you got into the, the beauty and, and hair care side of things, and correct my terminology if I'm wrong, but uh, how did you take that from where you were at and get into franchising? Why use franchising as your expansion model? Good question, and actually ties right into what you were just saying as far as, um, you know, making sure you surround yourself with the right people. So long story short, I honestly had never thought about franchising. Um, we had two locations at the time, and I had a friend who was like, hey, Patrice, you know, you ever thought about franchising? You know, kind of like what McDonald's did and let people buy into your brand? And I said, wow, that's actually a pretty good idea. And I, And just like most, you know, I think a lot of people think it's a far-fetched idea and it requires like all this. Well, it, it is a lot of paperwork, but it's not as difficult <laughs> as you may think. Um, it's easily attainable. So um, after a few conversations with my friend, I finally said, wow, that is a good idea. I never thought that big, but I appreciated him for sharing that with me. And so I dove right into it, started doing research, contacted a company who helped me set it up, mm-hmm. and we've been going since then. Look at that. Well, now let's talk about the business model itself because this is one of those – you know, you guys aren't doing, uh, you know, burgers or fries or milkshakes or, or servicing <laughs> somebody's home, or which are all, all great models because I interview all kinds of franchisors. But your model is very unique, if I understand it correctly. And I don't want to speak for you, but I looked online um, at your model, and from what I gathered, it's probably one of the most unique business models in franchising that I've seen in 20 years. So tell our listeners – about your model itself, what is it that you're actually selling to someone? Okay, so basically it's salon suite. So compared to a traditional salon, what we do is we actually take a large space, we break mm-hmm. it into smaller spaces that are about um, 90 to 100 square feet, yep. and we lease out those small spaces to different beauty professionals. So a beauty professional can be a barber, a hairstylist, a cosmetologist, esthetician, anyone in the hair and the beauty or spa industry. Okay. Um, so what we do is we, we provide them the opportunity to operate their own business without all the overhead. So they just play a, pay a flat weekly rate to us, and mm-hmm. we literally are like the landlords in the hair and beauty industry. We literally, we literally are just collecting rent. Um, as the owner of the salon suite business, you're not responsible for making sure that the beauty professionals get their clientele, whereas in a traditional salon, you're kind of micromanaging them. Um, you kind of have right. to help them build their clientele. Whereas the salon suite business, like I said, you're literally just a landlord. So they understand coming into a salon suite that they are 100% responsible for their marketing, for their clientele. They even have to have their own business license. So they are Mm -hmm. truly operating 100% independent. Um, And they like it because, you know, nowadays everyone wants to be their own boss and run their own business. So Mm -hmm. they get to come in and fully customize the suite to reflect their style. So we allow them to paint, to truly make it their own salon or barbershop. Um, That's great. I love that. Yeah, and it's definitely the newest concept. Um, Everybody's starting to to hear about it now and want to be a part of it. And it works, like I said, good for the beauty professional and the owner because that's worked for us compared to a traditional salon. Um, And it's truly a semi-absentee business. 
know that I want to talk about two quick things there. I know this wasn't on the questions I sent over to you, but I, I don't think you'll mind answering. Is there? I'm just assuming that there's some cross pollination here too when you're looking for those tenants. That if you have, you know, I don't know, you'll tell us 20 different locations inside of there, and you've got a team of them rented out. When you're talking to the 15th person that's going to come in, say, with a, a nail salon, um, and you're able to say, "Hey, look, there's a there's a, a, a ecosystem." Is that is that what you're kind of part of your pitches to the person that's going to consider renting with you is the ecosystem cross-pollination of clients because nobody are you or maybe I should back up I'm sorry are you renting more than one nail salon in the same facility great question so you don't have to really worry about how many hairstylists and how many barbers and how many nail techs you lease to you lease to okay. whoever is qualified whoever has clientele and they understand that they may possibly be working next to someone who offers the same services. Okay. So, again, when they come into this salon suite, they understand they're 100% independent. Um, it's not a matter of who's working beside you. It's a matter of you going out and finding your clientele however you need to. Um, so that's the beautiful thing about it. You don't have to worry about making sure it's equal. Um, most of the time you'll have majority hairstylists. Mm-hmm. You have a few barbers, a few lash techs. Um, but, you know, there are some locations where we have all hairstylists and they all wow. offer the exact same services. And, and I'm assuming that's because they have their 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 following, right? Like their exactly. tribe, right? Yeah. Okay, exactly. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So you want to make sure as a franchisee, we would make sure that they're qualified. And basically that would mean just making sure that they already have some type of clientele because you don't yep. want anyone um, who's new. You know, I recommend that they go to a traditional salon, but if they already have their clientele, it makes it easy for me, it makes it easy for them. Um, salon suites don't really get walk-in, you know, compared yeah, to traditional right. salons. So you really, right. really need to have your clientele in place. No, I'm glad we're – no, I, I swear I'm, I'm really excited that we're doing this interview. And you can listen to my previous interviews. I don't always say that, right? <laughs> uh, because your your model is so unique. Uh, and I, I want to circle back to what I just asked you about a minute ago there because you made a phrase that everybody in franchising loves to hear – the semi-absentee model. Um, tell us a little bit about that side of it because our listeners aren't going to know that phrasing. Those of us in franchising, we know what that means, but I want them to hear it in your words what that means. Absolutely. So what that means is that it only requires to, to own a salon suite business, to own an Encore, let me be very specific, because we have taken the time to create systems and automate everything. So right. on a, to own an Encore suite franchise, you're looking at maybe an hour to two a week of work, and honestly, some weeks, no work. The main thing is going to be filling your suite. So, and what we do is we set up a system where we help you pre-lease the suites. The goal is to pre-lease your suites and fill your building before you even open. Wow. Um, yes. And so, um, I'm sorry, I lost, I lost my train of thought here. Um, pre-lease the suites? Pre-lease the suites, correct. Mm-hmm. So, um, one or two hours a week. And again, there's sometimes where you don't even really need to communicate with the beauty professionals. The main reason you would only need to visit the location is if there's a plumbing issue or an electrical issue. Other than that, um, you really don't need to visit. You know, it's just like a landlord. You're collecting your rent. And even that is automated. So you don't have to physically go in and collect your rent. So the only work you're really looking at once you're full is uh, we collect rent on Saturday. So on Monday or Tuesday, you want to make sure all your money hits. Right. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. Again, once they're full, it just kind of runs itself. Now, I just want to clarify to our listeners, don't think that they're going to become a plumber. So the, the owner <laughs> the owner's going to make sure that there is a leak and then he's going to call a plumber, right? You're not necessarily, as a semi-absentee business owner in this model, you're not carrying wrenches and tools with you and fixing the, the pipe under the sink. Is that right? Correct. 
Correct. Yeah, okay. so you definitely want to have your plumber in place and your electrician in place. Yep. Now, another thing I like to talk about is no employees, right? This is really big. Right. So how do you have no employees? What we do is we just take one of the beauty professionals who are working at the location and we appoint them as the salon manager. And they basically act as the liaison between the franchisee and the rest of the beauty professionals. So, for example, um, if there's a leak or something like that or a maintenance issue, only that beauty professional, the salon manager, will contact the owner Sure. Then they'll call out their maintenance team. That way you don't have 20 to 30 people calling you for the same issue. Now, what I do in return is I just um, discount her suite rent by maybe like 10, 15%. I think it's like 50 bucks a week. So we're paying her like $200 or we're discounting her $200 just to act as the liaison. And And that makes her life so much better, right? So much better. And there's weeks and sometimes months literally where we don't even talk. You know, because, you know, if everything's working right and your build-out is nice and, you know, you don't have any issues, there's really no reason to communicate other than just following up and touching up and making sure, you know, everyone's doing okay. But other sure. than that, that's it. I want to, if it's okay with you, Patrice, I want to go just a little, staying in line where we're going here, but I don't want to, if it's okay, just that list I sent you questions, I just want to vary that by just a little bit. Is that okay? No problem. Okay, good. Um, and the reason I'm asking these because these are the questions I think that buyers are going to be asking, right? Okay, yeah. now that I'm, I'm understanding your model a little bit more better than I did before, um, you're okay. definitely not a traditional model. So um, my next question, Patrice, is, is around the, 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 the area. Like, is this where someone's buying a single-unit franchise or are they buying a franchise for an area and opening up multiple units within that territory? How does the structure work of your franchise? So either or. So they could either buy one location. So you're looking at, let's talk square footage for a building. You're looking at anywhere from maybe 2,500 square feet to 5,000 square feet for one unit. Within that unit, you can fit anywhere from 12 suites to 25 suites, depending on Mm -hmm. how big it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you you, like, again, you can do an individual unit or you can do a multi-unit. So we would get that space, preferably – like a doctor's office or a a dentist's office where they already have the electricity and the plumbing, those are really easy to transition into a salon suite. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you would um, focus on uh, beauty professionals in that area and, again, try to pre-lease the suites once it's built out. Now, I like to just talk about the biggest difference between Encore and other salon suites because this is really big. And this is one of the number one reasons our um, build-out cost isn't so high. So, I did a poll with a lot of beauty professionals because I'm one myself, and I actually worked in a salon suite. And most of them actually preferred an unfurnished suite over a furnished suite, meaning they prefer just a blank canvas, an empty room. They don't want a dryer. They don't want a shampoo bowl, anything. Now, our competitors, they they usually furnish all of their suites. So you're going to meet your suite. It's already going to have a shampoo bowl, a dryer, a chair. But what I learned is they actually prefer unfurnished because they want to be more creative. They want a purple chair. They want an orange chair. So that knocks our build-out cost down because we don't have to, one, run plumbing in every single suite. Two, we don't have to furnish every single suite. But how we compensate for that is we create a shared space. So we just build our space and we put some shampoo bowls, maybe four or five shampoo bowls, four or five dryers, and the beauty professionals can all share that space. Now, the benefit of that, right, the benefit is that they actually get to socialize, right, our competitors, right. the, the salon suites are so private, you never even know who you're working next to because you never have to come out, right? right? Right. So here in our model, they're able to socialize with other beauty professionals, and then they become friends, and now they want to stay, and that's why our yes. turnover rate is so low. So they actually really enjoy being able to step out for a second, 
you know, wash that client's head and say hi and ask a question to another beauty professional and then go back into their private suite. So it's a win-win for both parties. Doing well, it I just way. picked up on a couple of key things there, Patrice. I want to make sure I point these out, okay? So number one, okay. folks, listen in to what Patrice said. She surveyed her clients, okay? Not not yeah. many companies do that. Like my clients are beauty professionals here. So you asked her, folks, because of your experience, you said, hey, this is what I think, but let me ask the people who are going to be footing the bill, right? The people who are going exactly. to put their money where their mouth is and, and foot that bill. So that's number one, and, man, that is huge. Like, you literally, yeah. you could go through our episodes, last 50 episodes. I don't think anybody's ever said that they've ever done something. Like, the second thing that was there, because it literally was like my next question that I was going to ask you, <laughs> um, was about a twofold, was the build-out and retention. Like, literally, like, you're, I swear, folks, we did not practice this ahead of time, okay? <laughs> so the, the, the interesting thing you mentioned was about the build-out. I love this idea of the share space on so many different fronts and um, on the lower cost, right? Because the exactly. build-out, if, if you're looking at one of your competitors, they've got to put, you know, all the plumbing in every single one of those suites, which increases your build-out cost. You may never exactly. use it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Then they have to furnish all the suites and hope that yeah. the, whoever they lease to likes the furniture and takes care of it. You know. Which you know it could. I could see it from that side, but I you know as far as it's one stop here it is boom you're in business. But the the benefit of the way you're doing it far outweighs what what everybody else is doing out there. So I think what I'm hearing is everybody else is doing business this way, and it's not that you're just different. It's like you're all the way over here. It sounds like you're the only company actually doing business this way is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so far, I do believe we are the only one that yeah. offers uh, unfurnished. So we do offer maybe like a few. We'll do like five furnished because there is a small amount of people that do want to sure. furnish. Sure. Um, yep. And then we do majority unfurnished. That's great. Just walls and the floor. And you'll be surprised at how they transform these suites. If you go to our website and see some of these suites, I mean, they put a lot of time and money into it. And because we allow them to do that, now they're going to stay. They don't want sure. to invest in all of this and then move. So, you know, it, it, they really stay for a very, very long time. You know, well, that's the second thing that I really liked about your shared space and what you just said about letting them get creative and make it their own is your turnover is going to be so much lower. So you're, as an owner, I don't have to constantly be out there recruiting or trying to find new beauty professionals to fill exactly. in. I'm sure. I'm sure every once in a while you have to do that, of course. It's just business, right? But, you know, it's, it's got to be so much less than, than what you're looking at with, with other similar models. I, man, I really congratulate you on putting this together. So you, you basically just woke up one morning and had this idea and put it all together in one day, right? Well, not necessarily. So I started out in a traditional barbershop, right. right? And then I got invited to a spot, and I went inside, and I said, whoa. I saw this other guy doing it, and he did it on a much bigger scale. So he would allow you to rent out space where you could put, like, six chairs and operate literally like your own salon within his. So he sure. did it on a much larger scale, and I realized that that was a lot because then he had to worry about all the issues amongst the people within that space. So oh, yeah. it became a lot. So I said, well, if I do it, let's do it just individual suites. Um, and so for the most part, we do individual. I may do one double suite where two or three stylists can work but I like to keep it majority just individual suite. So long story I short, it. I saw that concept, and literally um, he's built another location, and I went over there, and I would go like every week and just watch <laughs> from when they had the tape on the floor, <laughs> and I just took notes, and I worked inside of it, 
And I learned a lot working inside of it. I said, okay, sure. yeah, he doesn't understand this because he's not a beauty professional. Right. So me being one, I was able to really understand what we need and what they need, and that's why our turnover rate is really, really low. At one location, I mean, we haven't had anyone leave in probably like a year. And yeah, we have right. a crazy waiting list. That is great. That's great. Now, I want to ask you a question. It's one of the ones I sent you ahead of time. Um, what's the biggest myth in the model? Like, what do people, when people first start talking with you, what do they say? Well, you know, they make an assumption, and it's like, you know, nine out of ten people you talk with about your model make the same assumption. What is that? What do you hear over and over again that, that not couldn't be further from the truth type thing, but just isn't accurate? What, what is that, that myth in your model that everybody comes to you with? That you need hair and beauty experience to own salon sleep business. There you go. I knew your answer already. So, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't wait for that one. You absolutely yep. do not need any hair or beauty experience whatsoever to own an Encore Salon Suites franchise. All you really need is just some management skills, um, some good communication skills. And if you're a good listener, um, you'll be great because, like I said, we, we've taken the time to really create systems and automate this entire process. Even when we're full at full capacity, we still send out communications to our beauty professionals so that they feel important and they don't feel like we're just taking their money. We also right. do things like call out a financial advisor and have them come speak to the beauty professionals mm-hmm. to show them that we support their business as well. So things like that go a long way. Just communicating, even when you're full, go a long way. You know, it's interesting that you said that because I find in in most companies, and this has nothing to do with franchising, but just in most companies in general, communication is an often uh, used word that isn't used a lot, if you know what I'm saying, right? Absolutely. So um, I like what you're doing where you could go with that, you know, provide those additional no-cost services to you, right? It doesn't cost you anything to exactly. have that financial advisor come in. But it's such exactly. a value add for your for your tenants, what do you call them? What do, you, do you call them tenants? Are they partners? What do you call them? Nope. So we like to call them beauty professionals so that they Very feel cool. like the bosses right. that they are. Behind mm-hmm. the scenes, we refer to them as tenants, but when we're speaking yep. to them, we definitely use beauty right. professionals. Beauty professionals. That's great. <laughs> that is great, and I really love it. Now, let's talk, uh, without going too deep into it, because we know this is a longer conversation, let's talk just a little bit on the numbers on the investment side. What should somebody expect to invest in in your franchise for a single unit, in a, in a market, um, they're coming from a, a non-beauty professional background, right, or mm-hmm. an ex-executive, a VP yep. of marketing or whatever it is, and they're coming to you, and they say, I want to do this. They go through the due diligence. Everything makes sense both directions. You award the franchise. They're ready to buy. What, what's their just rough total investment to open up? So I would say anywhere from one twenty-five, one hundred twenty-five thousand to three hundred thousand, and so that really depends on the condition of the building. Like I mentioned earlier, if you right. find an old doctor's office or or an old dentist, though, I mean that build out can be sixty thousand, you know, for sure. fifteen, maybe twenty suites because it's literally pretty much ready. You just have to paint and do some flooring and things like that. So, right. including the franchise fee, I mean, it could be as low as one twenty, one twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um. That's yeah, great. yeah. So, you know, if you have to do a full build out, and let me be clear on those numbers. So, 125, that would be for maybe like a 15 suite location. Yep. Um, of course, if you go bigger, it costs more. Of course, if you do a completely full build out, it'll cost more. Um, the main thing is just making sure that the rent makes sense. So, you know, we're not like retail where we make more money during the holiday or thing like that. Your suites are full, that's all you make. So, you want to make sure the numbers um, make sense in regards to the rent. 
Um, and just to give you an example of our location, we have a 16-suite location. That mm-hmm. location took about eighty to 90000 to build out. Um, mm-hmm. We generate about a quarter million on that location, and we, we net about one sixty. So I, I like to always compare this to real estate, if you don't mind, really quick. Yeah, I no, that's great. That, I love that comparison, yep. Yes, because I, I tell people all the time, you can take a space the size of, like, a restroom. Again, we're talking about 95 to 100 square feet. <laughs> right. Lease it out and make anywhere from 1000 to 2000 a month off of just that one space that's empty. So I tell people all the time, I have 16 units. It's like an apartment complex, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends that own houses that make maybe 800 900 and then they, the maintenance man has to drive to different locations. With the salon suite, you're all under one roof, um, and it's just really lucrative. You know, people are still surprised at how much these beauty professionals are paying, but you have to understand the ones that already have their clientele, which are the ones that yes. typically work in a salon suite, they make pretty good money. So one week's rent is probably one or two clients. You know, yeah. it's not really that right. bad to them. Um, but, yeah, I always like to just use that real estate comparison um, to show people how small the space is, how much it can generate. Some of our suites, uh, 150 square feet, can generate up to 2500 a month off of just that one suite. So if you have 15 mm-hmm. of those, we're talking sure. pretty good numbers. That's great. And can I clarify, you mentioned um, weekly. It sounds like it's a weekly payment structure where your beauty professionals are paying on Saturday at the end of the week, right? So That's you've very- got yeah, you've got pretty quick cash flow there for the for the revenue stream as well, right? Exactly. It is weekly, yeah. and that is uh, pretty normal for salon suite and just for the hair and beauty industry in general. It's usually always weekly. So the rates that I mentioned, uh, to, uh, a suite that's 95 to 100 square feet typically mm-hmm. leases for like $250 a week. And that's right, right, right. Yep. So, yeah, oh, wow, that's those great. are all weekly rates. That is great. What does let's talk business a little bit now that we've talked about all of that. I'm sorry we got so far off track. I just got so excited about your concept itself. No worries. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to have you send me the FDB so I can start doing this thing. Um, <laughs> it's it's the business side of it. What does the due diligence process itself look like? So tell us kind of you know scale of where you're at as a company. Like how many locations? Where are you primarily located? Where are you looking to grow? Okay, and okay. then. Um, tell us about what that process looks like. If somebody wants to raise their hand, what should they do, and then how, what, what kind of process should they expect? So start with the, you know, where are you at, how many do you have, and where do you want to grow, and then just go, go into the here's, here's how we uh, do the due diligence and, and information discovery. Got it. So we currently have two corporate locations here in Georgia. We have one mm-hmm. franchise location. And okay. actually, uh, any day now, our, uh, we'll be signing our second franchise. We're doing our last negotiating uh, on the lease. So we should be having our second franchise. That will be in Georgia as well. Um, So we'll have four locations. Uh, We are looking to expand outside of Georgia. We're really excited about, like, the Florida area, um, Texas, the Carolinas, Tennessee, Alabama. We'd really like to expand in those areas uh, where Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. so popular. It's really popular here in the Georgia area. Okay. Um, So that's where we're at now. We're getting a lot of – a lot of traction, a lot of attention, so we're talking to a lot of franchisees or potential franchisees and mm-hmm. things like that. People are really excited about it. So we're really excited about the growth this year. Um, in regards to the process, due diligence, um, basically we would, of course, have a couple of conversations, and then we would also mm-hmm. help the franchisee. If they don't have a location, we would help them find a location wherever they're at. We have a realtor team already in place um, for several different states so we can – um, all tackle it together and help find location. We'll make sure, you know, of course, we'll discuss budget 
And when it comes to location, now a lot of people think that you have to be in, like, a metro area. You have to be downtown. Well, the beautiful thing is people get their hair done all over the world, right? And it's also a recession-proof industry. Let me mention that because even through COVID, um, we really didn't – it didn't really affect our industry that much because we're already pretty much social distanced. So what we did is we closed down the lobby and things like that. But mm-hmm. it only affected us when the mayor made us shut down for, like, six weeks. Right. But other than that, you know, the clients were still coming in. You know, everyone was masked up and everything, but they felt much safer coming into a salon suite compared to a traditional salon. So, yeah, um, they felt. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to the process. We will help you find the location, um, mm-hmm. discuss the budget, discuss the size of the location, because if you're not in a metro area, which is totally okay, um, we have a location that's not in the metro area. The city population, I believe, believe is like 60,000, and mm-hmm. we have 12 suites, and that um, generates like 140,000. So it just would depend on the population. You don't have to go big. If it's a smaller city, you can do 10 to 12 suites. And that's the other great thing compared to our competitors. They're, they usually do 35, 40 suites. You right, don't right. have to go that big. You can do 10 and still make pretty good money. You could do 15 or 20. So we would help them determine what type, what size they should look for in the area. Um, mm-hmm. We would also assist with the build-out and make sure we're getting the most um, space out of it in regards to suites because you don't really need a big lobby area. You just need, like, a directory when they walk in, and, and then we're going to start building out a suite so we can get more money out of it. Um, and then, of course, we'll assist them throughout the build-out and just answer any questions they have. Then we'll determine when it's time to start pre-leasing, and we will literally help them pre-lease from our website as well as show them how to do it on their own. So we'll do extensive training just to make sure they understand how to market and how to pre-lease. But, again, we'll be right there holding their hand. Um, And then we'll open, and then we'll show them how to automate everything and how to fill the suites and how to manage everything. And and that's pretty much it. They'll have ongoing support forever, so we'll always be available to the franchisees. Man, that is a great story. I really appreciate your time. Can you take the last minute here um, just to give us a quick recap? Number one is, you know, why franchise with you? There's a lot of opportunities out there that folks are looking at these days, right? But I, mm-hmm. I think I already answered, but tell us why, <laughs> why, why someone should consider franchising with you specifically. And then number two part of that is how should they be reaching out to you? Right, like give them some contact info, website, whatever you're comfortable with giving them here on the recording. Um, so tell us, you know, why franchise with you specifically, and how should they be reaching out to you? Awesome. Well, Encore Salon Suites, me and my twin sister, who is actually the proud president of Encore Salon Suites, we have really taken the time, like I mentioned several times, to really create systems. I believe systems are really important. Um, we have taken the time to really automate everything to truly make this a semi-absentee business. And it really is. I feel like a lot of people use that word loosely, <laughs> but this yeah. is truly a semi-absentee um, business. There's no hair and beauty experience required. So anyone can do this, any age, young or old. Um, it is the newest concept in the multi-billion dollar hair and beauty industry. Um, so, you know, you'll be one of the first to, to open one in your area. Um, we'll have ongoing support forever for myself and my twin sister. sister. Um, and our build-out cost just isn't that much So, in compared to our competitors. So right. now is the perfect time, um, and we're just really excited and passionate about our brand. So That's great. And how should folks yeah. reach out to you? What's your website? Sure. So our website is EncoreSalonSuites.com. You can click on the Franchising tab for more information. You can also email us at Franchise at EncoreSalonSuites.com, and someone will definitely reach back out in 24 or 48 hours.
That is great. Patrice, thank you so much for your time, folks. We were joined there for that interview with Patrice McKinney, the CEO and founder of Encore Salon Suites. Uh, this is John Henning here coming from the Franchise Radio Show. Patrice, thank you so much for a great interview. Thank you, John.